to be one day. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. I want to go to the Lord in prayer. Sister Bell tonight, God will continue to touch them. Sister Malia Pace, God will continue to touch them. This coming week, we have the ministers' conference coming up, and so we need to pray for those ministers in the district be traveling there. that are coming up the end of the year or the right person God to give us the right person to lead this nation and pray for our city here in La Crosse God to root out all uh, uncleanliness and all the things that are filth of the flesh is against the church Amen. all that we've been witnessing to and all those that were here Sunday for resurrection service we keep returning and the doors will be open so let's Jesus, goodness, God, you are everything, and you're so much. God, words cannot express enough appreciation to you. God, we say thank you tonight. Lord, you know every situation, every circumstance. There is nothing impossible for you, Lord. I pray for the Bell's household tonight, Lord, that you would continue to touch them and strengthen them, Lord God, and raise up expediently, Lord, and let your healing virtue flow, God. I pray, Lord God, tonight for Sister Sandy, Sister Linda, and Brother DeMuth while they're having to work tonight, God. I pray, Lord, that you give them, Lord God, give them the comfort and the strength, Lord, to be lights and darkness while they're on their jobs tonight, Lord God, to draw hearts to you, Lord God. Let them be the lamp in the darkness, Lord. I pray for our military, Lord God, around the globe, Lord, that you keep your hand upon them, Lord God that you would protect each and every one of them, Lord, especially my children, O oh God, I pray. Keep your hand of protection around them. I pray for Sister Barb, Lord God, heal her and touch her in her body. Let your will be done, God, I pray, Lord. Move across this city. God, all those that was here Sunday for our service, O oh God, I pray that you touch them and throw their heart. Touch Sister Teresa and chat, Lord God, I pray for their heart Draw their hearts back to you. Teresa and their family. I pray, Lord Jesus, for Juanita's house and her children and grandchildren, Lord. Touch them, God. I pray for Amos tonight, Lord, that you draw his heart to you. Lord God, Georgia Rams, God, that you continue to touch their hearts and draw their hearts, Lord. All those, oh God, that are backslidden in this city, God. I pray for Thomas Biden, his mind, or deliver him from alcohol. Drugs, oh God, the things that are oh God. I pray that you keep touching over oppression. Draw out those that are in God. We thank you, God, for your goodness, God. I pray for Lord Terry tonight, Lord, that they're healing, Lord, that you would touch them, God, again. Oh, God, I pray, Lord, that you open the door for them, that you would touch her, Lord God, and touch her, Lord God, my wife and her body, Lord, continue to heal, touch, Lord, Brother Wayne, God, their family, oh, God, I pray, Lord, that you touch every situation, the Millers tonight, Lord, that you would touch my Brother Miller and his knees tonight, Lord, that you continue, Lord, to let healing flow, God. Only you know God is able to do exceeding abundance. 
you, Lord, I love you, God. I thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God, praise God. The joy of the Lord is my strength. 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 He fills my mouth with laughter. Ha, 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 ha. He fills my mouth with laughter. Ha, 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 ha. He fills my mouth with laughter. Ha, 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 ha. The joy of the Lord is my strength. If you want joy, you must sing for it. If you want joy, you must sing for it. If you want joy, you must sing for it. The joy of the Lord is my strength. 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 The joy of the Lord is my Thank you, Jesus, again tonight, God, that you strengthen us, oh God. Praise God. Amen. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord tonight, brethren. Amen. This fiddlest session. Amen. Ladies and guys. Amen. So we want to get right into the word of the Lord tonight. Amen. We've been talking about being a living sacrifice. Amen. Paul says in Romans 12, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we're talking about being a living sacrifice. Amen. And we saw through the past few weeks we've been studying, we learned that a living sacrifice must be what? He's got to be living. He's, he must be living. He can't be dead. He's got to be a living sacrifice. Amen. And, you know, and we also saw that uh, to be a sacrifice for God, he's got to be holy. He's got to be holy. Amen. And so the question tonight is, why must men be a living sacrifice? So my question to you tonight is, why must men be a living sacrifice? And I want you to ponder that thought as we go through this lesson tonight. Because a lot of times we fail to realize the importance of manhood. And, you know, I wrote the book, uh, you know, Building Blocks to Manhood. And, and I'm not going to talk about that tonight, but I think it is a, 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 a critical subject. But when you look at the Word of God, you know, and you study the Word of God, the, it was the man of God that was always given the instructions. It was the man of God that was always responsible for developing his family, for teaching his family, for showing them the right way. And this is why a lot of times when you read through scriptures, it says, and you fathers, you know. And so it was the man's responsibility. You know, God says, I sought for a man. He, he tells Gideon, you know, he says, you know, you bring the men down to the water and I'll prove them there. It was always the men. And so we got to realize that what we're seeing going wrong in our world today is like a lack of manliness and manhood. Amen. The church can't exist without men. You know, we can have all the women in the world, and I never take anything away from our sisters because the Bible lets us know that once we're baptized in Jesus' name, there's neither male nor female, there's neither Jew nor Greek. We have all become one. But she's still the weaker vessel. You know, so we got to have men. So why must men be a living sacrifice? Amen. And Paul says that in order to be that sacrifice and acceptable to God, we've got to be alive and we have got to be holy. Amen. 
We must be live and we must be holy. Jesus tells us in John 10.10, he said that the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He says, "Ah, but I am come that ye might have life and that more abundantly. So we see that once we become born again, we are to be alive. You know, the resurrection was to let us know that God is not dead. He's alive. And so if we've had part in that first resurrection, we're supposed to be alive. It, it lets us know that the second death has no power over us. And so we should be alive and living continually. Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 38, verse 18 and 19, he said the dead cannot praise God in the grave. See? So if I'm alive, then I should be praising God continually continually praising God as a man my example is to be a worshiper of God the Bible tells us in Hebrews 13 15 Paul writes to the church he said therefore by him talking about Jesus Christ right he says let us offer the sacrifices of praise continually with the fruit of our lips giving thanks unto his name continuous praise so as a man of God, a living sacrifice for God, a holy sacrifice for God, I should be a worshiper. I should be a praiser. Nothing should hinder my praise. This is why David says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. My feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Psalms 122, verse 1. Amen. And he's constantly, when you look at David, he, he's, he's a praiser. He gets in front of the ark when he's returning the ark. And every six paces, he's worshiping and he's praising and sacrificing to God. And as a man of God, this is what we must be, is a worshiper and a constant praiser. You know, from when you come into the gates of God, we should lift up our voice with and praise to him. For a day in our court, Psalms 84 said, is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in tabernacles of wickedness. Amen. So I need to get myself to realize I am now to be used by God. I am a sacrifice for God. Amen. And so my life, I've got to be that living sacrifice. I'm not dead. <laughs> I once was dead. I once was lost. But as the blind man said, now I see. Right? This, what did he say in John 9? This one thing I know. <laughs> he said, you can call him a sinner all you want. You can say all you want to about him. He said, but this one thing I know, and that is I was blind, but now I see. See? So if I say I'm born again, if I say I'm a living sacrifice, then I'm supposed to see the value of worship. I'm supposed to see the value of praising God continually with the fruit of my lips. Amen. I should be able to see that my overall purpose now is to be accepted by God. Amen. Because that's what is the overall thing. He says, I want you to be a living sacrifice, wholly ex acceptable to God. And that comes from living life, being alive, and being holy so that God will accept us. Amen. So praise God. So the dead cannot praise him in the grave. Amen. So we have got to realize that he set us apart for a purpose. Let your light shine, Matthew 13, right? 14, I mean, Matthew 5, uh, 14. He says, let your light shine so that men shall see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You know, he says, you don't put a candle on a bushel. He says, you set it on a candlestick, so to what? It gives light to everybody comes in the house. So people see you, they should be able to see Christ in you, because why? You are set apart for him. You have dedicated and committed your life to serve God. Amen. Because you want to be acceptable by God. Amen. So why must we be a living sacrifice to be acceptable to God? We need God's approval in our lives. Man was created. You stop and think about this. Man was created what? In God's image 
and in God's likeness. Okay? So realizing that, then we can see in Hebrews 11, when, when there's talking the faith chapter, the Bible says, by faith, Abraham offered up Isaac, you know, his only begotten son, of whom it was said, and Isaac shall thy seed be called. But he counted worthy that God would raise him up, even from the dead. He received him in a what? A figure. Isaac was a figure of God, Jesus Christ. So if we are created in God's image, then we can see the value of being what God asked us to be. Now think about this for a second, okay? 1 Peter 1.16, you know, and then I think it's Leviticus 11.24. God says, be ye holy, for I am holy, right? Who's given the command? The pastor? God is given the command, right? So God says, you be holy because I am holy. If I'm created in his likeness, then I am to be holy. He's given me the command to do something. And when you look at scripture, God never tells us to do anything without giving us the thing to be what he's asking us to be. He always provides to tell us what to do, how to become. So he says, I'm holy, so now you've got to be holy too, if you're mine. See? In other words, he's setting us apart for him. Now, we know that Jesus, even though Jesus was God in the flesh, he's also walking in the flesh as a son of man. And so, and as a result, this is why a lot of times when you hear how he's talking, he's talking from the sonship. But at the same time, he's showing us how to be what the Father is telling us to be. See? You know, this is why Isaiah 53 says he had no, no, no violence or there was no deceit in his, in his mouth. See? And so he was showing us how to be everything that he wants us to be. See? And so, therefore, we must realize that we are to be in his image. Paul says in Philippians 2, 5 through 11, Philippians 2, 5, he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Okay? who thought it not robbery to be equal with God, right? And took upon himself, what, the form of a servant and being found in the likeness of God, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. You know, wherefore God is what? Highly exalted him and given him a name above every name that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. But notice, let this mind be in you. God is holy. He's got a, his mindset is separation. So the same mindset has got to be in you and I. We got to be set apart for the master's use here. See, this is what he wants to be holy, is to be separate for him. Amen. Ephesians 5 1 tells us, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And walk in love as he has loved us and given himself an offering and a sacrifice, what? As a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord. See? So be followers of God. So in order to be a follower of God, i got to be holy. Because he's untold me. I'm holy. So follow me. You know? And this is why Jesus said in John 8, 12, He that follow me shall not walk in darkness, but should have the what? The light of life. See? So God has given us everything. <laughs> you know, this is why the scriptures are so important. Because he's given us everything he, to do. He's showing us how to be what he's telling us to be. See? When First John, if you go to First John, verse 5, John says, you know, this is the message that we have, First John chapter 1, verse 5 through 10. He said, this is the message we have heard and declare unto you, 
He says, God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and do not the truth, what? We walk in darkness. See? We walk in darkness and do not the truth. If I say I got fellowship with him, and, and you know, so he says, I'm, I, I, I'm walking in darkness, and I'm not doing the truth. Because why? The truth makes me free. See? The truth moves me to be like him. Because John 14, 6, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. See? No man can come to the Father but by me. See? John 1, 4 says, in him was life, and the life was the light. See? So if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See? Because, because he wants us to be like him. See? So as a man of God, to be that living sacrifice, I've got to get to that part where I start living my life according to the word of God because he wants me to be accepted in the end he wants to be able to hit me on the head when I walk through the gates and says well done my good and perfect servant enter into the joy that I have prepared for you see he wants you to have everything he created you to have in the beginning see he wants you back in the garden see he wants you to be back there when he puts everything back together again. You know, he, he wants you to have everything that he ever promised us that we would have. Amen. So as men, we've got to get into the part, amen, to where we are serving God and praising God. No matter if anybody else is going to praise him, I must praise him. I must lift my voice in the sanctuary. I must begin to worship him. I must enter his gates with thanksgiving. Amen. I must realize the value it is for me and my household. We, amen. We do not live separate lives, amen, for ourselves. We live a separate life for our families. Because the families are looking for the man to set the pace. The churches are looking for men to set the pace. See? And worship, amen. It, it, you know, the new birth process is not just a check in the block. You know, I'm afraid today that's what it seems. We hear so many people and men says, oh, I'm saved. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm born again. It's like I'm just checking the block. But what are you doing for God? You know, why are you not worshiping God? Why are you not serving God? If you're born again, see, you know, it's not just I check that block, see, because whom much is given, much is required, you know. So, so as a man of God, we have to realize the value of what God has done for us, you know, and that's what born again means. The light bulb should come on. That's why the guy in John 9, he says, you can call him what you want. You can say about him what you want, but I know that I was blind, but now I see. And then he says, you know, if, if I tell you again, are you going to become his disciples? You know, what the guy was saying is, you can say what you want. I'm his now. I know what he's done for me. Right. See? Right. And this is the value of being born again. Everybody that's born again should realize where we were and what what we was doing wrong and all the wrong stuff, and he delivered us. He did not have to bring this truth to us. You know, he could have kept us in darkness. He could have let my eyes been blind. He could have left Bonhomet sitting beside the side of the road. But you notice he didn't. He didn't leave you and I sitting beside the road. You know, when we cried out to him, he heard our cry. And so now as men of God, we must not just take our new birth for granted and lightly. 
We are called, as Peter said, a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him which has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. We've got to be distinct. We've got to let it shine. Amen. We have got to allow people to see that God has did something totally different in our lives. Amen. Living a living sacrifice, as I said, is not just checking a block. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Amen. It's a lifestyle of life. Notice, if you want joy, you must praise for it. You must sing for it. It becomes a lifestyle. You know, you look at Paul, you know, they all begin to gravitate to be like Christ. Look what Paul says in Philippians 3. Oh, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformable unto his death that by any means I might obtain to that which I am also apprehended up. He says, brother, I count myself not to apprehend, but this one thing I do, I forget those things that were behind me now, and I reach forth to those things which are before me. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. See, there's a lifestyle that comes with being the living sacrifice. There's a lifestyle that comes with wanting to be accepted by God. See, that separation unto God is what we, we're trying to become. We become, as Paul says, ambassadors for Christ. You know, we're being reconciled to God. He's drawing us. He's, he's preparing us. He's leading us and showing us the way. We become witnesses for God, he said. Isaiah 43, 10 through 12 Isaiah 43, 10 through 12. He says, you are my witnesses, said the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, and neither shall they be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. So I'm a witness now of that truth that he's God. I'm a witness as his servant. I'm a witness to the fact of the matter that he died, that he was buried, that he rose again. That witness is in my life now. The gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection, the newness of life, Amen. We walk in now in that newness of life. So what does that tell us? It's a lifestyle. <laughs> it, it becomes a lifestyle of living. I, you know, I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. Be absent from the body and forever with Christ. So no matter what I go through down here, as long as I keep worshiping God, as long as I keep praising God, I'm going to live. As long as I keep walking according to his word, living according to his word, I'm going to live. Amen. Look at Colossians 1.10. What, what is our purpose here for this church? That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto what? All pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthen what? Strengthen where? Strengthen with all might. Where? According to his glorious power, unto all patience and got long suffering and what? Joyfulness. Strengthen. See? Strengthen with all might and power and long suffering and patience and joyfulness. Amen. Yes, 
See? Life shows forth joy. See? The joy of the Lord is my strength. He fills my mouth with laughter. <laughs> you know, think about it. This is what God, a life that's living, is, it's got joy. You know, it's joy unspeakable, Peter says, and full of glory. And that has never been told. I have not seen nor ear heard. Neither have it entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But he's revealed it to us by spirit. It's there. We know it's there. So it's a lifestyle, see? Because we want to be accepted. That holiness is a lifestyle. Living for God is a lifestyle. It's all set apart for him. It's a separation from the world and separated unto God. Amen separated from and unto. I'm separated for God's purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. So living means abundance. Abundance. Amen. It, it overflows. It overflows. It overflows. See? The abundant life is just that overflowing life. Blessings are flowing. That's why Psalms 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Right? Who forgives us of all our iniquities, heal us of our disease, redeem our life from destruction, crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies, and feed us with new good things, so that our youth is what? Renewed like the eagle. Right? So so think about it. Bless him. Psalm sixty-eight, nineteen says he just backed the dump truck up and load me with benefits. Even the God of my salvation. You know, in the book of Deuteronomy twenty-eight, the Lord you know, he wants to bless you. So he told Moses, he said, you tell Aaron how to bless the people. And he says, and then they put their, my name in their foreheads. <laughs> and he says, then I'll bless them. <laughs> See, think about it. God desires to bless us over and over and over. This is, this is a lifestyle. Serving God, is, is, you do it with joy. You, you, don't, you don't serve God you know, just uh, because you think somebody's mean. <laughs> no, you serve God because you love him. Yeah. You know, what you've done, like the blind man said, I know, I was blind, I see. Call him what you want. I'm serving him. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's the attitude of a, of a newborn life. Look at Mary Magdalene, out of whom he cast, what, seven devils? Man, you don't think I'd have been at the tomb too? You know what she said when she saw Jesus. If you, if, sir, if you've taken, you show me. I'll take him. You don't want him? I guarantee you, I'll take him every time. You know, <laughs> you know that's the attitude. That's the attitude of a lifestyle. Because you're realizing what he has done for us. So this thing is separated. So a, a lot, lively life means an abundant life. It's overflowing with joy. Is the flow with love? Is overflowing with excitement? You know these things overflow in us. A, a living life is a growing life. It's growing. It's continually to growing. Amen. In Second Peter chapter three verse eighteen, Peter says, "But grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grow. That's right. Grow. Eat some Wheaties." <laughs> you eat some Wheaties? What's your favorite food? Hamburgers? Spaghetti. Well, eat some more spaghetti. <laughs> you you want to grow. You want to grow. This is what God wants. He don't want you to stay where he found you. See? He, he wants you to grow. Proverbs 1, 7 says, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. See, so a life of living is full of knowledge, okay. knowledge of God, you know, knowledge of who he is. Okay. This is what he desires. He wants us to grow in these things. We are to be alive in these things. Knowledge should be born again. People of Jesus Christ should have the knowledge of him flowing out of our ears. Yeah. There should be no, no wavering whatsoever. Uh, that Jesus is God and anybody's born again life. You know, there shouldn't even be any arguing about Trinity. 
everybody should be, you know, grabbing people and said, man, you don't know what you're talking about. Get out of here. You know, you're supposed to understand that I, he is God. You know, that wind of doctrine should have been crushed a long time ago for people that is born again. You know, because that truth is there. The truth will make you free. The truth is, is designed to do this thing. We've got to grow and understand with knowledge of who he is. Amen. There's so many scriptures, but we've got to grow as men of God, as men of God. Amen. Grow ourselves, grow ourselves. This is what he's talking about. You know, yes, I'm designed to teach the church how to grow, but we as men must grow ourselves. We need to be doing our own personal Bible studies. We need to be doing our own reading. We need to be doing our own character studies, things that makes us grow. To be like him. Nobody should be holding a gun to my head, as Philip Craig and Dean said. This is the way I want to live. You decide for you, and I'll decide for me. And since the choice is mine, this is what I'm going to be. I'm going to be a servant of God. I'm going to be set apart, you know, for his use. This is why he said, you are my servants and my witness that I'm God. See? Amen. John 13, 13, he said, you call me master and Lord. And you say, well, so so I am. You know, so we've got to have this knowledge. You know, what did the writer say? How come this knowledge ain't in everybody? You know, that he's God. We've got to have this knowledge. Amen. To be a living sacrifice. Amen. A, A living sacrifice is maturity. We must mature. And God, we've got to get rid of the things of childish things. What did Paul says in First Corinthians thirteen? When I was a child, speak as a child, thought as a child, understood as a child. But when I became a man, what did I do? I put it all away. <clears throat> Amen. Excuse me. He says I put all that things, those things away. Because now I'm a man of God. Amen. I become a man, and so therefore now my actions, my life must reflect manliness. Amen. I've got to put on my armor now. I've got to go to war. Amen. You know, I mean, you know, that's why the military back in the days, they used to draft guys when they got 18. They was classified as a man. It was no more long as a kid. You know? And so, therefore, we must mature in the things of God. Hebrews 5 and 6, in the chapter 5, you know, Paul says, The times you are to be teachers, you have need one teacher again, which become the first principles of the workers of God. He says, But therefore, leaving the principles of Christ, let's go on to what? Perfection. Not laying again the works of the foundations, you know. He says, In baptism, we're going to do that. That's a given. You know, but we need to grow. We need to mature in the things of God. Amen. There's so much that we haven't even scratched the surface. Say, we've got to learn. We've got to grow and mature in God. We want to be pure in our hearts and our minds. Amen. As Jude says, but you, beloved, build up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in the love of God. Looking for the hastening of the soon coming of the Lord. That common salvation. Amen. We, we've got to be pure. Amen. As Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.12, he said, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believer in word and conversation and charity and faith and godliness and purity. He says, Until I come, you give attendance to the reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Amen. Elect not the gift. That was given to you with the laying on the hands of the presbyter. But meditate in these things. And give yourself wholly to them. Because if you do it, you're going to save yourself and everybody else to hear it. Amen. He says, no man that warth entangled himself with the cares of this life. That he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. See, God chose you on his team. Amen. 
And so he says, the same things you've seen in me, you commit to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. No man that warreth. Amen. And if you're going to get mastery, you've got to strive lawfully. So you've got to have the knowledge. Amen. You've got to be able to grow and to mature and be pure. And abundant life flows with joyfulness. That will not leave my soul in hell, neither would I suffer thy holy one to see corruption. And thy presence is what? Fullness of joy. There's pleasure forevermore. Amen. So all I've got to do is just come along beside Jesus and get excited. <laughs> That's all i got to do. He'll lift me up. Amen. Praise God. We can't praise him in the grave. I'm not going to die. <laughs> I, you know, what did Isaiah see in, uh, in Isaiah 6? He said, in the year King Uzziah, I seen the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the serpents. Each had six wings, and with twain that covered the face, and twain that covered the feet, twain that fly. And what did they do? They're crying one to another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Notice, they're worshiping. And they, what does Revelation 4 says? And they throw their crowns continually says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for they are and they were created for your pleasure. Amen. So I've got to get in this thing of, of, of worshiping and living for God. I'm not going to die. I can't, I can't stand the grave. <laughs> well, Johnny Cash, ain't no grave going to hold my body down. <laughs> I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up out of that ground. Same way Jesus rose again, Paul says, the same spirit, he says in Romans 8, amen, he says in Romans 8, I think it's verse 10 or 11, he says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in your mortal bodies, he that quickened Christ will also raise up you by the same spirit. Amen. So I've got to live. I'm not going to die. When, I, when, I, when this flesh is gone, I'm out of here. <laughs> if I die for you guys and they roll me in here, I want all of you to say, that's just a shell. The nut's gone. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because I'm out of here. I'm going to live. I, I plan on praising them throughout eternity long. Amen. That's why I get excited about this thing. I'm like that blind man. I can't get him out of my mind. You say what you want. I know I was blind. Now I see. So I'm giving him praise. I'm his disciple. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Look at Deuteronomy 28, verse 44. Moses is, is talking to the children of Israel. You know, Deuteronomy is a, is a recapitulation in Moses' last letter and telling them he's bringing them up to speed of what God has done for them. And he's trying to give them the last words of encouragement. Moses knows that he cannot take them into the promised land. He knows he's made a mistake and, you know, he didn't do what God told him to do. And God told him, nope, you can't take them in. Joshua is going to take them in. But he's trying to give them the words of encouragement here. He's trying to bring some ammunition to them to realize who they are and the value of serving God. So look at Deuteronomy 28, verse 44 through 48. Let me find my Bible around here somewhere. Amen. Forty-four. Amen. He shall lead. He shall lead. Lynn. I lead Lynn. Lend, there is a in in there, isn't it? He shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Whoa. That's backwards, isn't it? He says, if you don't do what God's told you, this is what's going to happen. See, he's going to be lending to you, and he's going to be the head, and you're going to be the tail. See? Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee 
till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandment and his statutes, which he commanded thee. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever, because thou servest not the Lord thy God with what? Joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore shall thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hundreds, in hunger, and in thirst, and in nakedness, and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. Look at that. So he says, if you don't serve God with joyfulness and giving him thanks for all the things he's done for you, he said, your enemy is going to overtake you. They're going to be lending to you instead of you lending to them. They're going to be the head and you're going to be the tail. See? So I'm not dead. I'm living. I'm praising. I'm thanking him. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good, for his mercy, and do it forever. Let Israel now say his mercy and do it forever. Let the house of Aaron say his mercy and do it forever. Let them that fear him say now his mercy and do it forever. Amen. God wants to bless us. He desires, amen, to do everything he said he would do for us if we would follow his word and statutes. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the light, Lord, are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure and light in the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and do it forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, than much fine gold, sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. Amen. So God wants us to have these blessings and things he's given us. Amen. He wants you to have everything you have need of. Amen. But it requires us as men to be living sacrifices. Set apart. Meet for the master's use. You see, the priesthood, when you look at the Old Testament, God says, these guys, don't count them. Don't give them. And in land, don't give them anything because I'm going to take care of them. See? See? So he chose them from the beginning for a purpose. Amen. To take care of the sanctuary, to live as his representatives. So that same concept is to you and I now as men of God. Aaron's garments had holy unto the Lord. Right? He's set apart for God's labor and for God's work. And everything they had need of, God provided. And it's the same concept for you and I. Amen. He will provide. Amen. Praise God. So we must be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, with all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Amen. We've got to serve God with joy, man. This has got to be a lifestyle. This has got to be thing that you get excited about <laughs> serving him amen with all pureness look at enoch amen think about enoch hebrews 11 5 through 6 what did it say about enoch by faith enoch was translated why that he should not see death because god translated him he wasn't found right he wasn't found because god translated him but before his translation what did he have he had a testimony. He pleased God. 300 years. Pleased God. And God took him. And he was not. See? It wasn't found. Amen. God translated him out of here. Well, the same concept is going to happen to us. You can go back and look in the tomb when I'm gone and all you want. I'm gone. Shell is there. But I'm out of there. I'm gone. Three days. Jesus was gone. He's not here. Angel says, what are you looking here for? You know, he says, he's not here. He's risen. He told you. You know, just like he said. So he's not in this hole. So I'm not going to be in this hole either. <laughs> Amen. You know, 
This is just a temporary hole in place. I'm going to be like Superman out of here. Cape and all gone. And look for me. I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be gone in the twinkling of an eye. I'm going to be gone. And you wonder why I'm going to be gone. There's no time to sing a song. I'm going to be gone. I, hallelujah. I'm going to be gone. Remember that old song? <laughs> Amen. Going to be gone. So Enoch, Enoch walked with God. And look at verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Amen. That's faith. See, you got to have the faith that when you die, you're out of here. <laughs> amen. You got to have faith, amen, to be a living sacrifice to keep the joy of the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So the more of God's words you hear, the stronger you're going to be. You know, as Paul says in Romans 8, you know, he says, you know, we're saved by hope. A hope that is seen is not hopeful. A man see that he's hoping for, why is he hoping? He said, but if you don't see that you hope for, then I do you would patiently wait for it. He says, we know not what we should pray for as we ought. He says, but the spirit half an hour infirmity is making intercession with utterance that can, with groaning which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit because he what? Make intercession for the saints of God according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose, for whom he did for no, amen, to them he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn upon many brethren, amen. And whom he predestined, he called. And whom he called, he justified. And whom he justifies, he glorifies. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? For if God spared not his own son, but delivered him up for his own, how shall he not give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Is God to justify? Who is this to condemn? It is Christ that died, but yet, but rather is risen again, and even at the right hand making intercession for us, right? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, nakedness, peril, and sword, as it is written for thy sake. We're killed all the day long. We're counted as sheep to the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither life, nor death, nor angel, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. You got to be fully persuaded, right? Amen. Nothing should be able to separate us. Because whom he calls, he justifies. Amen. And whom he justifies, he's glorified. Paul told the church at Corinth, amen, in the, in, in the sixth chapter, chapter one, he says, hey, don't you know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? He said, be not deceived. He said, but there's such were some of you. But you're washed. But you're justified, but you're sanctified in the name of the Lord and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. This is a lifestyle because we want to be acceptable by God. Amen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, new creature, old things are passed away and all things become new. Amen. So as men of God, amen, our total results, what we're looking for as Christian soldiers, living, holy, set apart, separated unto God for a purpose. Amen. So the results is to be acceptable of God. Amen. Matthew 3.17 says, And lo, a voice from heaven says, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well Please. Amen. John says in 1 John 3, 1 through 3, Behold what matter of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God. Therefore the world knew us not because it knew him not. 
Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when we sh- he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that have this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Amen. Every man purify himself. You have to take the initiative. You have to take the course of action to correct the wrongs. Purify yourself. Getting ready. Setting yourself apart for a purpose. This is the result. Amen. Everyone that has this hope to see Jesus Christ must purify himself. No one else can do it for you. You have to do it. James tell us, amen, in James 1.27, he says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their afflictions and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Amen. You've got to keep yourself unspotted. I can't do it for you. Amen. You are that living sacrifice. You have to do these things for yourself. Amen. Developing pure faith, pure convictions, and pure beliefs in Christ begin with separation and obedience to God's word. Amen. Because as Jesus says in Matthew 7, 21 through 27, we know not everyone say to me, Lord, Lord, is going to go to heaven. But they that do the word. Amen. He says, I will liken him to a man which built this house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the flood came, and the wind blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And this is why Peter tells us in Second Peter 1, amen, verse 5, he says, Add to your faith virtue, virtue knowledge, knowledge temperance, temperance patience, patience godliness, godliness brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness charity, he says, but these things being you that abound, they make you not be bearing nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that like these things is blind and can't see afar off and has forgotten he was purged from his old sins. He says, wherefore the rather, brethren, give your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you're never going to fall. And so this is what Jesus is saying. If you do the word of God, you're never going to fall. You're never going to fall. Amen. Amen. Philippians 4.18, Paul says, But I have all in abound. I am full, having received at Epidurus the things which were sent to you from you, in order of a sweet smell, a sacrifice, acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Amen. John 12.48, He that rejected me and rejected not, received not my words, have one that judge him. The word that I have spoken, the same should judge him. In the last days. Amen. As Peter told us last week, you are the lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. And that's what it's all about. Amen. Is to be that living sacrifice. As a Christian soldier, we must live above the world if we are to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. It all begins with our obedience to the Word of God. Our desired end state should be to be accepted and well-pleasing to God, not only in this life, but also in the life which is to come. Are you a living sacrifice for God? Amen and amen, amen. Praise God.